Hey guys, welcome back to the Bubbly Thoughts Podcast. My name is Melissa Bromley and I am your host. And right now I am your spooky host during the month of October. I'm doing something called Buzztober. And in case you didn't know about it yet, this is day 14. Basically what I do is get buzzed and then read to you some of my favorite scary tales that were written in from users on No Sleep Reddit. Um, if scary stuff is not your thing, these are not the episodes for you. Uh, feel free to tune back in when uh, my content will go back to normal um, after October is over. But if you're here for the spooky stuff, I'm going to be putting out episodes every day during the month of October to just kind of get you into the spooky mood. Um, a lot of these stories can be very unsettling. A lot of them can be horrific, um, but they're all written very well. So I just think it's kind of cool and fun to share some of the talent that's out there, even if it makes you feel a little uncomfortable. Um, guys, I, honestly, like, I keep trying to give out trigger warnings for stuff, but like I said, these stories are just kind of, like, disturbing and are horror stories um, in general, so it can be kind of hard for me to try to get everybody's trigger warnings that I think might affect people out there, so I'm doing the best I can with that, but this is your kind of warning out and up front, listeners, discretion advised. Um, these are very mature stories. Um, they're definitely not happy. So if this is not the mood that you're in today, go ahead and tune back in or um, after October or listen to some old episodes of mine. I've got some great, really positive content out there. Um, this is just supposed to be something fun and something different that I'm doing for uh, spooky season, if you will. Um, so that's just kind of my little warning up front, um, but if you're ready to kind of get into the mood with these fictional stories, let's go ahead and dive in. So I'm going to kick us off with our two-sentence horror story of the episode, and this one was written in by user Jim Bollock. After hearing about a runaway murderer on the news, I called my boyfriend to come straight home from work. To this day, I blame myself for his death because it was the ring from my call that gave his hiding location away. So I, this is like one of those obviously freak occurrences, like the person's trying to do the right thing and it ends up blowing up in their face. But that's a lesson in life, guys. Sometimes terrible things happen when you're trying to do the right thing. <laughs> Hopefully it wouldn't be as drastic as this, because this is like a really intense example for sure. But, but yeah, I feel like they could make movies out of that particular scenario. All right, so the short story for today, and in case you didn't know yet, um, short stories on uh, No Sleep Reddit are usually 500 words or less, so they're a little bit on the shorter side, um, but a little bit obviously longer than the two-sentence horror stories. So this one was written in by user My Imaginary Cat Paw, and it is entitled Pancakes. I think every mom has gone through this at some point. It's normal to wake up with your child at the foot of your bed staring at you, but something is off with mine. My five-year-old has been doing it every night for the past week. For some strange reason, I've been waking up at 3.37 every night. And there she is, clutching her teddy bear, staring with an emotionless expression on her face. It's been scaring the living shit out of me. The first time she did it, I assumed she had a nightmare and asked if she wanted to sleep with mommy and daddy. She shook her head solemnly and ran into her room across the hall. I shrugged it off and went back to sleep. The next night when I woke up at the same exact time, I thought it was a weird coincidence but I decided to get up to get some water. Only when I did, I sat up and saw her standing at the foot of my bed in dead silence staring. What's wrong, baby? I swallowed nervously. I was starting to feel really creeped out. 
She shook her head silently, never breaking her stare. Then she ran back to her room across the hall. I found it hard to fall back asleep that night. I awoke with a feeling of dread on the third night. A glance at the alarm clock on my nightstand confirmed my suspicion. 3.37 a.m. I braced myself before checking the foot of my bed. And there she was, just like the last two nights, staring. Caitlin, what's wrong? My voice cracked just a little bit, I'll admit. Once again, she just shook her head and ran from the room, the clap of her footsteps echoing down the hall. The next five nights went exactly the same. The weirdest thing about it was that whenever I asked her about it in the daytime, she would just stare at me with a terrified expression on her face. Today, I decided to get an answer out of her and deal with this problem once and for all. I can't keep doing this. It really messed with my sleep schedule. I confronted her after making her favorite breakfast, pancakes. Caitlin, sweetie, I began, can you answer a question for mommy? Mm-hmm. She nodded enthusiastically with a mouthful of pancakes. Why have you been coming in my room at night, honey? She stopped chewing for a split second, a look of panic on her face. Then she just took a big cup of water and shrugged nonchalantly. Just because. Caitlin, what did we say about telling the truth? I used my authority voice now, the one that meant punishment if she didn't listen. She calls it my scary voice. She looked up at me timidly, her little hand shaking as she held her fork. You said to always tell you and daddy the truth even if I'm scared to. That's right. Now why have you been coming into our room at night? She gulped as she looked down at her plate, the pancakes still almost perfect looking, with one bite taken out. Caitlin, answer the question. I can't. I was taken aback. What was making her so scared? Don't be scared, sweetie. You can tell me. She looked up at me, the fear evident in her eyes. I nodded encouragingly. Well, she haltingly spoke in a quiet voice, almost a whisper. I only came in your room because I hear you calling me. What? You've been hearing me call you? I made sure to keep the fear out of my voice. She needed to believe I was in control of the situation. Uh-huh. What happens then, baby? Well, after you called me the first time, I wanted to go back to sleep, but you used your scary voice, so I had to listen. What the fuck? She continued. When I go to your room, you're still sleeping, but... But what? What happened? But there was someone else on your bed. My heart dropped to my stomach. I swallowed. You mean daddy? She shook her head. Who, sweetie? She shrugged and started carving her little plastic knife into her pancake. I could tell she wanted us to stop talking, but needed to know what was going on. Has this been happening every night, Caitlin? She nodded, still carving her pancake silently. I used my scary voice now. I needed an answer. Who have you been seeing in my bed at night, Caitlin? She looked up at me with pure fear in her eyes, then began to slowly turn her plate around to face me. I now saw she carved a face into her pancake, one with slits for eyes and a wide smile with a huge, sharp teeth. Mommy? I tried so hard to keep my voice from shaking as I replied. Yes, baby? It's behind you. <laughs> That's the end of the story. Ah. I had to look behind me after that was over. Oh my god. That was a good one. I like that one. Who knew that something with a title of pancakes would be so freaky? At least nobody died, it sounds like. That's kind of a nice, refreshing thing from some of the other ones I've been reading lately. But I hope you guys liked that one. Pancakes. Damn. Okay. 
Okay, so I wanted to go ahead and give a trigger warning for this. Uh, this is a story uh, pretty much about domestic violence, um, sexual assault, that kind of thing. Um, just an FYI, it, it is a little gory. Um, there isn't like a rape sequence or anything like that per se. Uh, there's language leading to it. But so I just wanted to make sure to give you a fair trigger warning. Um, so for domestic violence, domestic violence and uh, sexual abuse, just an FYI. And another thing I want to mention as well is I believe there, this one is a series. Um, and I'm not obviously not going to read the whole series, but I wanted to let you know up front um, because when I finish it, if you're kind of feeling like, oh my God, I want to know more, I'm going to go ahead and leave the link for all of the stories, just like every other story, um, in the description of the podcast. So if you want to continue on to read more from the story, um, you'll be able to get there a lot easier than having to go search for it. So this one was written in by user MTL Stories Patty. Do you ever find like people's usernames hilarious? Like I want to know the story, like please tell me what that means. Um, and it, the title of it is Letter from the Girl Who Watched You Grow Up. Hi, the first time I saw you, I was surprised I could see you. You had a small turtle in your hands. You kept calling it Michelangelo, which I assumed was a nod to the Ninja Turtles. You tossed your long brown hair behind your back and knelt down to place the turtle on the ground. You were excited to see it wobbling on the grass. It reminded me of my cat and how I used to play with him when I was your age. I witnessed your entire childhood from my small window. Your first ride on a bicycle, your first day of school, your first real friend, Brenda, your first day of middle school in the cute uniform you got to wear, the time you won the science fair and you brought home a trophy shaped like a cell. You were such a happy girl. I saw you grow older, your body changing. You grew taller, your body slimmer, your face beautiful as ever. I witnessed as others started to notice you in a different way. The stares from the jealous girls, the googly eyes from the young boys. As all this happened before my eyes, I noticed myself changing too. I got older, I got weaker, I got disillusioned, bruised. I lost my will to escape my painful life. All I had was this window to your life to keep me going. I live my days through yours, watching you is enough entertainment for me. You couldn't know the different ways you saved me from bad thoughts, bad days, and all the pain I had been suffering from. I saw the day that handsome young man came to pick you up in the red convertible. Your mother wasn't happy about it, but she knew she had no choice. You had to start spreading your wings at some point. You left in a gorgeous floral dress that matched the summer flowers. You came back late that night. You had a stuffed bear and some leftover cotton candy. I imagined you had just gone to the fair. I imagined all the rides you must have gone on all the fun that you must have had. I was so happy that you enjoyed your first date. And then came the magical kiss. He leaned in, blushing, and kissed you. Your cheeks were so red that I instantly knew I had witnessed your first kiss. I closed my eyes, imagining what that must have felt like. For one second, I imagined it had been me wearing that dress, smiling so big, with butterflies in my belly and a kiss on my lips. I was so happy for you. I wanted to thank you for allowing me to live again for allowing me to dream again. I wanted to thank you, but just couldn't bring myself to you. I couldn't go talk to you. I didn't know how. If only you knew about my window. And then one day I heard him talking about you, the man I live with. He noticed you. 
I heard him complaining about how pretty girls like you shouldn't show off their legs like that. The moment he mentioned your legs, I knew it was over. I knew you would become his next trophy. I had to keep you away from him. This was my chance to talk to you. I couldn't let you turn into me. I had been lucky. I don't know why he liked me this much. Most other girls came and went and never returned. And yet amidst all the years, he always kept me down here. I think it's because he saw that I still had a light in me because I had you. All the other girls died long before he killed them. I could tell that they were already dead in their eyes long before he viciously murdered them in front of me, showing off his skill. But not me, you kept me going. I had my little window, a little crack high up on the wall of the basement I call home. He didn't know that he couldn't break me down. He didn't know about that little crack. So he kept me to see how long I could stay like this. It's a sick game and I've been winning thanks to you. But then he noticed you and I knew, I knew what fate waited for you if he laid his monstrous hands on you. Whatever strength I have left, I've collected it and prepared myself to finally do something about it. I want to thank you, because if you're reading this letter, that means I did it. I gathered my courage, packed it nearly into action, and went through, my, went through on my plan to escape once and for all. I will make him believe I've died. I don't know if it'll work, but if it does, he will reach to pick me up. I'll immediately kick him as hard as I can where it hurts the most. As hard as I can. I will then steal his keys and run as fast as I can and drop this letter off in your mailbox. I have a feeling he will chase me and get a hold of me eventually because I am weak, very weak, and battered. There is barely a human left in this body. But if that's the case, I've been prepared to leave this world for a long time. I doubt anyone will hear or see me. The street is so desolate. You're the only life here, it seems sometimes. But so long as you get this letter, I know that I did my part and that you'll be safe. Monsters are real. This one is named Ryan Morehouse. He is your front door neighbor. I have been kept captive in this basement for a very long time. I lost, I've completely lost track of the years, but I believe it must be in my late 20s by now. I was 15 when he first brought me here. My parents must have been looking for me. Please don't tell them about me. I don't want them to know about the tortures he put me through. I don't want them to see me broken down this way. I just want you to report him to the police. His evil nature and depraved mind can only be stopped if he is caught behind bars. They will find the bodies dangling in the walls of the basement. I've learned to live with the smell by now, but they will notice it the second they step down here. There are a lot of young girls in the walls of my room down here. Tell them to treat them delicately. They were good girls. They've been my companions, my friends. Most of all, I want to thank you. You're the only thing that kept me going. You were my light. And now I'm escaping thanks to you, escaping this awful room, escaping this awful life, even if it means I finally get to die. With love, the girl who watched you grow up. We found this letter in our mailbox after contacting the police. They entered the home of our neighbor across the street. Over a span of five days, they found a total of 15 bodies hidden in different parts of his house. He had plans to kidnap our daughter, but thanks to this mysterious stranger, his plan was never happening. We still have not found the girl who wrote this. We like to think she made it out alive, but sadly it isn't likely as Ryan Morehouse is also missing. We don't even know her name, but we did find a little crack in the wall, the one where she saw my daughter grow up. Oi. Well, yeah, that was heavy, but I warned you guys. Um, but what an interesting story, right? And I feel like while this story is fictional, um, 
there are real things kind of out there happening like this. So obviously this is fake. I'm not trying to like give y'all like, you know, upset feelings after this or anything, but this is just kind of a subtle reminder that there are people out there that actually do things like this. Um, so just something to keep in mind, but I know I kind of left us on a heavy note. I'm sorry about that. But either way, I hope you appreciated the writing of this as much as I did. Um, I thought it was a great story. And again, if you want to continue to see where it goes, I don't know where it goes from here. I haven't read further. Um, I know there's definitely a part two and I imagine there's more. So um, make sure to check out that link below if you want to read more. And I hope you guys had a great time listening. Um, and I hope you were able to get into the spooky mood from this or even just appreciate some good writing. So until tomorrow, thank you so much for listening in to day 13, or what number are we on? Good lord, hold on. Day 14, wow, sorry guys, day 14 of Buzztober. And hopefully I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Until then, stay buzzed and stay bubbly.